We've been doing a series the last couple of weeks. We started last week with toxic, the idea that there are toxic people in our lives that we need to get rid of. There are toxic uh, people we need to deal with and understand they are toxic and we need to get rid of them. This week we're talking about toxic places. There are places in our lives that are full of toxic situations or toxic environments that we need to get out of. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Genesis chapter 19. If you don't have your Bible, it's fine. The scriptures are going to be on the screen. But I would ask as you're going to the book of Genesis that you would stand with us as we read God's word. Genesis chapter 19. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked? Get them out of this place, your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else. For we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great that it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. At, at dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your daughters who are here. Go out right now, or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand in the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them safely to outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, Run for your lives, and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be swept away. Amen. You guys can be seated. I'll kind of give you some background of what's going on. We talked about Lot last week. We talked about Lot and Abraham, or Abram. Lot and Abram were a nephew and uncle, that would work, nephew and uncle, and that God had brought them together, told them to hang out together, spend time together, and then God told Abram that he has to go to his own place in his own land and find his own situation of life, and he ends up bringing Lot with him, and there's this huge conflict between Lot and Abram, and they start having a conflict and issues and arguments and problems, and so eventually Abram recognizes that Lot is a toxic person in his life and that he has to get rid of Lot, and so he tells Lot, pick whatever direction you want to go, go and have fun and do your thing. And so Lot goes on. Eventually, Lot ends up in this place called the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a tremendous amount of evil and wickedness that's taking place in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's so wicked and so disgusting and so perverse and so evil, so many horrible things are taking place that literally um, God decides to send two angels there um, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. He first gives Sodom and Gomorrah another chance to get themselves right and get themselves together. As these angels enter into the city, Lot sees these two angels. And we find out that Lot understands and already recognizes just how bad of an environment, how bad Sodom and Gomorrah is. He's in this place that is extremely, extremely toxic. And you and I sometimes may find ourselves in a place of life where life is extremely toxic. The place that we're living, we're dwelling, we're working, we're doing things is a very toxic environment. And God shows us what he does when he wants to get us out of a toxic environment. Are you guys ready? Wow. Mm. Are you guys ready? There we go. I love that excitement. Here we go. Toxic places. I want to start with this first point. I have four points I want to share with you guys. The first one is this, found in Genesis 19, 1 through 3. Recognize you're in a toxic place. Recognize you're in a toxic place. Watch what happens here. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when they saw him, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home and wash your feet and be my guests for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So... At last, they went home with him. 
All right, so here's what's happening. Lot sees these angels that are walking about. He says, listen, or sees these guys, and he says, listen, you guys are, are handsome guys, very uh, strong, wonderful-looking guys. Um, in this city of Sodom and Gomorrah, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, there, and our people could try and do something uh, physically harming to you. So why don't you come on into our house and hang out? Why don't you have dinner? Why don't you stay here for the night? Why don't you spend time with us? And these angels are like, no, we're going to stay in the city. And Lot's like, that's a horrible idea. You don't want to sleep in the city. Hang out in my house where it's safe. Um, what's happening is that Lot recognizes that he's in a toxic place, and he's recognizing he's in a toxic environment. And a lot of times when we recognize we're in a toxic environment or place, we don't try to get out of it. We try to make accommodations to make it better. Did y'all catch that? A lot of times when we're in a toxic place or toxic environment, a lot of times we don't find ways or make ways to get out of it. We make excuses to try and make it look better or feel better. Uh, we invite people where people want to come over house at the last minute, and we have a toxic house or environment, and we try to straighten up as much as we could. We try to hide the dysfunction as much as we possibly can. But at the end of the day, all the dressing up, all the cleaning, all the wiping, all the spraying, it doesn't hide the toxicity. It may mask it for a moment, but there's still a toxic environment. Lot says, listen, come on into this place, and we'll take care of you. We'll watch over you. We'll spend time with you. We'll make sure you're eating good. We'll make sure you're good. And the thing we'll do is first thing in the morning, we'll get you out of here. So Lot is saying, I'm trying to hide you guys for the night, and as soon as the sun rises, get out as quick as you can. He's trying to cover up this toxic environment as much as he possibly can. And you and I have a tendency to recognize that we're in a toxic place, but instead of doing anything other than trying to mask it, it's still a toxic environment. Are you guys with me this morning? And so that's one of our biggest issues is that we recognize that we're in a toxic place, but we're not ready to move yet. We recognize we're in a toxic place, but we're not willing to do anything about it yet. We'll try and dress it up as much as we can. We'll try and fix it up as much as we can. But it's still a toxic place. And Lot is a prime example of recognizing he's in a toxic place, but he's not doing anything about it. And the question is, how many places, how many times, where in life are you dwelling in a toxic place, and have you moved on yet? And nine times out of ten, the answer is still no. We've dressed it up. We spent an extra thousand on it. <laughs> we spent an extra thousand on it, right? We've done all we can to make this toxic place look as beautiful as possible. Man, that car is toxic. It's driving me crazy. It's costing me money. We'll put another grand into that engine. It's a down payment by now. I don't want the bill. I don't want the note of a new vehicle. And we'll keep putting all this money into it. And eventually, we're realizing we're paying just the amount of a car note that we do to fix it up every month. That's oh, just me. All right, cool. Whatever. Whatever. We have to recognize that we're in a toxic place, but not only do we have to recognize that we're in a toxic place, we need to do something. We need to move. We need to react. Here's number two that I want to share with you about this toxic environment. You need to recover what you need. Genesis 9:12 reads like this. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked. Get them out of this place, your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else. So here's what happens. Lot says, come into my house, hang out with me, spend time with me. In the morning time, I'll send you out. Uh, while Lot's holding this conversation, he brings these men into his house, and the men of this city of Sodom and Gomorrah start pounding on Lot's door, and they say, well, you want those men you have in your house. 
We want to sleep with them. We want to be intimate with them, and we want to take advantage of them. They're in our city. They're brand new. They're ours. We should have them. And Lot says, no, I don't want you to have them. And there's this conflict between Lot and these men. It says the young men and the old men all want to sleep with these two guys. They want to basically uh, physically assault these gentlemen for their own sexual deviancies and pleasures. And Lot is going back and forth until the angels come out, and they basically blind the men till the men go away. And the angels turn to Lot and say, this is a wicked, horrible place. We've got to go. We've got to move right now. Get all of your stuff. It's time to leave. The Lord is going to destroy this city. The angels recognize how toxic this place is. The angels come and say, listen, at this point, you've got to move and you've got to go right now. You don't have time to grab all of your stuff. You don't have time to go ahead and put your house up for sale. It's time to leave now. And he says, I want you to grab your most valuable things and get out of here. You have to understand when you're in a toxic place and when God really starts speaking to you, starts giving you the sense of urgency that you've got to move, that you've got to go, you don't have time to make a lot of big plans. You've got to go because the only way you'll ever escape a toxic environment is you just have to what? Go. Are you guys with me? The only way that you can ever fully escape a toxic environment is you just have to grab your stuff and go. It may not, it may not be how you want to leave. It may not be your big exit strategy, but there are times in life when you just got to get it and get out. I was in this relationship with this young lady. We had a place together. and It was magical moments, but it was toxic. She was toxic. The environment was toxic. The situation was toxic, and the place that we had was great, but she was toxic. And because she was toxic and a toxic person, it made my environment toxic. And there were a couple days that were awesome, but there were a couple weeks that were horrible. You know, if anybody, like, let's, like, let's talk real for a second. Like, come on. Like, have you ever been in a relationship where there's some really good days, but the weeks are worse? And somehow you'll say, if I can ride these days and hopefully we'll get back to it, you know, I'll push through these weeks and I'll be good again. Like you just haven't had those moments where you're hanging on to the days and the days are far less than the weeks, but you're figuring maybe we'll get, maybe one, maybe one of these days in a couple of weeks we'll be back to that day. And you'll ride that wave for a day and then it's another four weeks of hell. And you just boom, 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 boom. And I remember one day just lying in bed first thing in the morning, and I felt like God was saying, get out right now. Move. You have to leave. It's toxic. It's hurting you. It's killing you. It's poisoning you. And I remember looking over in the morning and saying, listen, I got to go. This isn't going to work. This isn't God. It's a tough conversation to say to a psychotic woman. I done been cut by this woman, punched by this woman. This is a very hostile environment. And for some reason, she said, fine, leave. And she left out. And I remember, is it? Is it? <laughs> she didn't do anything. Is it? We're, 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 just, uh, I got to go. What are you going to I remember putting on clothes and going into the kitchen and grabbing trash bags and just throwing clothes in trash bags. Grabbing three or four DVDs and just throwing them in the trash bags. And I remember running to my car, like like jogging, like a jog run kind of burglar thing. And I'm tossing bags into my SUV. And I'm just tossing bags into my SUV. And my SUV, remember I told you that whole spending money and you put more money in the stuff? The SUV didn't work. But I was like, I don't care if there's sparks coming out of these tires. I believe in 
and I'm running all the way down back to the apartment building, and it starts raining. I'm this dude in an apartment building, a black guy with trash bags on my shoulders, <laughs> running in the rain. This isn't a good look. Merlin Police Department's coming to get me soon. PG County's going to get me. And I'm throwing my bags in there. And I hop in my car. And whatever else is there is there. I have my clothes, my drawers, my shoes, a couple lotions. I'm good. And I'm driving on sparks and crank, clank, 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 all the way back. And there's moments and times you just got to get your stuff. When it's time to go, you got to go. You can't really figure out, uh, is this the best exit plan, the best exit strategy? Both our names on the lease. I'm going to take the credit, the credit hit. Whatever. I'd rather take the credit hit than take any more damage in my life. I, I can rebuild credit. Eventually, I can rebuild credit, right? I can't rebuild me losing me anymore. And so I'd rather get out of this toxic, poison environment, this situation. I'd rather just say whatever I got is the stuff that's the most important, the most valuable, and I'm out of here. Because me, I'm more important than this. God has bigger and better plans for me than this. And these angels come to Lot, and they say, recover your stuff, get what you have, grab your kids, grab your son-in-laws or whatever you have, and get out of here right now. He didn't have a chance to put his house up for sale. He didn't have a chance to make all these kinds of arrangements. He had a chance to get out. And so he decides in this moment to take it. But I want you to understand, and I want to emphasize to you, the importance of when you're being called and when you're being pulled out of a toxic situation or a toxic environment. And point number three, I want to share with you this thought, this thought of run. Genesis 19, verse 6, reads like this. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand in the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely outside the city, one of the angels ordered, Run for your lives, and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape the mountains, or you will be swept away. He says that there's this moment where, where you got to just grab your stuff, and what happens is, when you grab your stuff, you're still hesitant because you're trying to figure out, do I really want to make this move? I grabbed those trash bags, and I made one trip to the, to the car, and I run back in, and then the rain just starts. Remember I just told you that the rain starts pouring down. And this isn't like rain, like a couple drops. It's like the skies open up, and everything starts to just sag and get soaked. And I'm trying, I'm slipping and carrying bags and slipping up steps, little rubber mats on apartment steps. I'm slipping up those steps. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'll just wait till the rain's over. And it says that his lot is hesitant because he recognizes in a toxic environment. He recognizes these men that tried to, to sleep with these angels just almost broke down his door and almost killed him. He recognizes the toxic environment, the toxic situation. He recognizes he's got to go, and he's still hesitant. And it says in the Scripture that the angels grabbed Lot by his hands. They said, come here. They pulled him along, and they said, we got to go right now. You got to move with urgency. This is your moment. This is your chance. You got to take off. You got to leave. I know you don't have everything you want. I know you've had stuff invested here, but you've got to go right now. And it's important that you understand that when those angels grabbed him and seized him, they pulled him away. And that's really how God's Spirit works with all of us. 
when God's Spirit begins to speak, when situations start to unfold and God's trying to get our attention, it says that it sees the, the angel sees his hands. God's Spirit seizes us for a moment and says, this is this moment of clarity. I need you to get away. It's when all of those thoughts of how and when and where, this big aha moment comes where God says, this is the moment of clarity. You've got to move right now. You've got to run. Don't stop running. Grab what you have and take off. This is your moment of escape. This is your window. This is your opportunity. Run. I've been punched, sliced by a crazy woman. I'm laying in bed with this crazy woman. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, I'm laying in bed with her every day, Doc. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> me too some days. Um, <laughs> damn. I'm going to pay for that one. Um, <laughs> you're laying in bed, and, you, and I'm thinking to myself, when I tell her, she's going to probably swing that right hand, and I'm going to have to block, and I'm going to have to push and roll out. Like, I've got a whole ninja plan. Like, pop, pop, pow, pow, wait, stop, let's talk. I got, you know, I'm already in my mind. I'm prepared. And she said, okay, fine, leave then. And she just left the house. And that was that moment. You feel me? It's that moment where God says, when you should have all this craziness from your exit strategy, from this exit idea that you have, I'm going to give you this moment. In this moment, seize it and run. Grab what you can and roll out. There's going to be moments in certain times and situations with family members, with coworkers, with friends, business decisions, God is going to give you a moment of clarity, and you got to run through that hole. You got to get what you can and trust the God of all that is possible to fix everything else. If you were here last week, we talked about Abram said, listen, Lot, choose the good side of the land, the bad side of the land, whatever side of the land you want. Take it and just have it. Do whatever you want. It's your thing. Abram got to such a point where he trusted God more than what the situation looked like. What if Lot takes the better land? He's not worried about Lot taking the better land because God's going to provide for him. And even if Lot gets the better land, God will still give Abram everything that he promised. He's more than trusting God to fix the situation beyond what he can see. When God is speaking and leading to you to get out of a toxic position or a toxic place, Go ahead and leave. I know you don't have all the answers, but I promise you he'll figure it out. Look, I'm in such a better state than I was with Lululemon. Are you, are you, with, you with me? I'm in such a better place. Thank God for my family and my wife and my kids. I'm in such a better place because I took the small window and ran. And it was uncomfortable, and it was weird, and it was awkward, and it was frustrating, but I ran. And if you don't run when the window opens up, it's going to be a lot more of you trying to figure out how to make a toxic place look pretty. And it hasn't worked so far. Number four, regrets will cost you. Genesis 19, 24 through 26 reads like this. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages of the plain. 
wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was falling behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. The angels warned, when you run out of Sodom and Gomorrah, when you run out of here, don't look back. Don't look back, don't look back, don't look back. And Lot and his daughters and his wife, they start running, and they're running to freedom. They're running to new scary adventures. They're running to scary promises. They're running into the big question mark, I don't know. They're running towards freedom, believing everything that they've known and been comfortable with behind. And Lot's wife, her house, her home, where she's come to live and love, and yeah, it's terrible, but I've made a home. You know everything that we say. She looks back, and her punishment was that she ignored the warning of the angels. And when she looks back, the Bible, the Scripture tells us that she turns into a pillar of salt because she looked back. There was a moment somewhere where she just wanted one more look, one more taste, one more touch. I want to have one more view, and one more is what generally messes a lot of us up. I don't know how many victory stories you've heard about people that have escaped drugs or or alcoholism or got out of that uh, abusive relationship or got out of whatever it is, and you're so excited for them because they have that victory story. They made it out. They didn't know everything was going to happen. She moved back in with her mom. They moved back in with their parents. Like, there's just a story, and you, all you can say is, you know, as time has gone along, there's such a huge victory story about that, and you celebrate that, and you're so excited about that. But then you hear about those stories, the people that made it out, but then they did what? They went back. They went back. They're out of it. They're, they're done. They're free. They, they, they're experiencing freedom, and it's awkward because they're not used to it. But for some reason, for some way, they turn back to hang out with one buddy, one friend, one pal, one old relationship, and they're right back where they were. And all that progress, all that success, going to the unknown but, but experiencing freedom, something calls them back, something that they desire, that one more time, that one more hookup, that one more, uh, let's just hang out, I won't do anything wrong. Just getting involved with going back causes this serious regret that turns to ruin. And I think for a lot of us in this room, we've seen freedom. And we've run towards it. And once in a while in our life, we've looked back and we find ourselves right back in that toxic place with that toxic person or people. And we're kind of like, well, we'll just make the what? Best of it. I'm here. I'll just make it what? Work. God did not call you to make everything work. Let me say it again. God did not call you to make everything work. Some stuff is not what he intended or he wants you to be in. And when he opens up the door, when he gives you a window, run. I know we are people that want to make it work. I know our Christianity says that we should be in there and we're the salt of the earth. God also tells us that there's times to also scatter that salt in different places. And there's going to be times in life when he opens the window of escape that it's time to go. Well, what if I'm here to learn a lesson? You may be. But when that window opens up, lesson over. I wish I had Christians. I wish I had a church. I wish I had people that treated toxic places like school. 
I am learning all the lesson I can learn. But when that bell rings, <laughs> you forgot your book. Bring it to the next period, dog. I'm out. <laughs> I wish I had people that would just be like, nah, nah catch me later. Your homework. I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not due to Thursday. I'm good. I wish I had people in life that would just say, you know what? It's toxic. It's time to go. I've learned all the lesson I had. Bye. Remember we talked about peace last week? Peace. I'm out. And you would just go. Man, we do that at 5 o'clock when it's time to go leave work, isn't it? That moment when you're packing up your stuff at 4.52 and you leave at 5 and you zipping up and you got your bag on and that phone rings, what do you say? You should never call me at 4.55. Nope. See you tomorrow. I wish we could do that with life situations. I wish we could do that with families and friends and, and jobs and positions and schools and decisions that we would just say, you know what, it's a toxic place. God has given me a window and an opportunity. I'm out of here. It would be the most life-changing positive experience you could have. If you don't get anything else I'm saying to you today, here's the takeaway. There is no better peace and when you leave a toxic place. There's no better peace than when you leave a toxic place. And here's what I'd like to share with you. For each and every one of you that have experienced that toxic moment and you left, but you turned back, the grace of God is that you have not turned to a pillar of salt yet. Because when Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt, it was over. For you and I that have looked back and have gone back and experienced toxicity again, the toxic levels have not killed us yet. And so we still have opportunity, even though we've gone back into toxic places in our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our environments, we can still come back out of them. And so what I want to share with you today is a simple thought. For whatever arena that's toxic in your life, there is no better peace than when you leave a toxic place. And if you are not experiencing peace in the places that you're in, it's time to ask God to give me freedom and boldness to walk out and experience the freedom of leaving a toxic place. So today, would you guys pray with me real quick? As the band comes up. Father, please give us the knowledge, the wisdom, the heart, the boldness, the passion, the desire, the strength to leave our toxic situations, those things that are poisoning us and robbing our joy and robbing our hopes and have brought us to a level of sickness mentally, physically, emotionally. Father, would you please let us see the opening the window, the hole, and give us God-filled power and boldness to run through it, not to turn back, to face uncertainty knowing that you are with us, to face issues of not knowing where finances are coming from because you are with us, 
to face the fears of what people will think knowing that you are with us. And when you are with us and for us, who can be against us? Give us boldness to walk out your ways. Give us boldness to dwell in your presence. Father, as we transition into communion, as the band plays, let us search our hearts, let us search our minds, and let this be the first step, the first moment that we walk out of toxic places. In Jesus' name we pray.